Hi fellow football fan, Jamal Musiala will become one of the biggest players in international football, if he isn't already. He's 19 years old and a regular starter for Bayern Munich for the third season in a row already. Magic happens when he has the ball at his feet, crowds hold their breath. He's Germany's golden boy, nicknamed Bambi. The world got to witness his talent during the World Cup as well, where he was the only bright spark in Germany's disastrous tournament. We got to meet Jamal Musiala at his home near Munich to talk about his meteoric rise in football. When we arrived, Musiala was shooting hoops in his backyard. It was right after Bayern won the 2021-2022 Bundesliga title. Musiala's third league title already. After shooting some hoops, we sat down in his backyard. It's great here. You got a beautiful home. When did you move here? I uh, moved here last year, me and my family. Yeah. We were before I was before at the at the campus and we were at an apartment near near the campus as well. We spent a couple couple months there and then we moved here. Yeah. Last year. And there's a basketball court here? Yeah, I got to yeah. got to practice practice my skills so I can show Alfonso and all the people <laughs> <laughs> what I can do. Is Fonzie good as well? Fonzie? Yeah. Uh, well compared to me? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's okay, he's okay. He, he can dribble and stuff, probably better than me, but shooting, I'll take that over him. <laughs> Jamal Musiala was born in Stuttgart, Germany. His father is of British-Nigerian descent, while his mother is German with Polish roots. Young Jamal moved to England with his mother at the age of seven, as she went to study at the University of Southampton. Yeah, the, the move to Southampton, I was, uh, I loved it. My mum asked me, if what, what I think of moving to England and I was like yes let's let's do it. I was I was excited uh, I don't know we we went to Southampton where my mum my studied there and it was it was a good time I went to school there I think we were there a couple months and it was something something new I met some some people there I'm, I met someone at that time who I'm still friends with now we went the the same, the same pathway, kind of. We both went to Chelsea from Southampton uh, this, at the same time, and it was good. It was a good time. It was amazing for us. Everything worked out. Uh, what were the challenges for you when you're a seven-year-old kid and you you speak German and then you move to England? Yeah, like you, the the challenges for me uh, moving was I couldn't speak the language very good. It was pretty tough for me to connect with the. The other people who lived there their whole life, and it just took me a while to get used to it. But I picked up, I picked up the language pretty quickly. And what was it like for you then to be scouted by Chelsea and then be part of that academy? Yeah, to be uh, picked up by Chelsea and go that way, I was excited for. It was, I think, for my skills, for my development, it was perfect. I think uh, I just loved the the training sessions. Everything was. Was always always had fun and all the people there I'm still friends with and it was just a fun time there. Yeah. Were you nervous your first training session? I think it was like like at Christmas time. Yeah, but I remember it was in the dome. Me and me and my friend from uh, Southampton Levi, we we travelled up from Southampton to go to Chelsea. I remember everyone got like Christmas presents or something, but I was I was pretty nervous because I I had to show everyone that I, I belong there and the trip there I was pretty nervous but once I was playing it was it was fun I had fun it was, it was a cool time. 
So you're a f very relaxed, uh, calm guy. That's, uh, that's uh, at least how you come across, right? But on the pitch, I read somewhere that you once scored 100 goals in a single season, right? When you were still younger. But that's savage, right? 100 goals in a single season. What happens to you when you step onto the pitch? For me, yeah, I always have a... It's kind of like a switch. You can't always be that nice guy on the pitch because you have to... You have to, you, you want to win, so you have to sometimes show that ruthless side. I don't mean like hurting someone else just that you want to win and you can't always be nice to your position. So I was always hungry to score and I, I love scoring goals. So, yeah. So that's like a switch. Do you feel that the moment you step onto the pitch? Can you describe what happens then? It's, it comes naturally, it's just normal. I don't have to think extra or something. It's just. There's just like the hunger that you built up all those years of playing football and now when I do it now it's just normal. As soon as I'm on the pitch I, I want to win and I, I will give everything on the pitch. So when you were younger, I don't know if you still do it, you did a, a South a Korean martial arts, right? Yeah, it was when, when I was in England I did uh, martial, martial arts, Hapkido. Yeah, everyone made fun of me a bit because they're used to Taekwondo and I did Hapkido, was near. I don't know, I felt, I, I liked it because it helped my flexibility as well. We did lots of stretching and it was, it was just another hobby for me and I, I liked spending time on it and I worked on it at home as well, my skills. And yeah, it was, I, I liked it very much. How would you describe it? Is it like karate, like kicking and, and punching or what is it like? Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, this is just self-defense kind of is you have some uh, takedown moves and some punching techniques and that was mostly I wasn't there a long time I didn't build myself up to the black belt yet but <laughs> yeah it was it was fun I got up to the blue slash green belt and yeah it was cool but it does help football players I mean Slatan Ibrahimovic did taekwondo as well mm -hmm. and I think it helped him a lot yeah it helped yeah. I wish I could could have done it a bit longer maybe if we were built up and keep those things for the for the future. I forgot most of my <laughs> Hapkido skills now but I feel like I, I see all the benefits doing something like that for football as well. Young Jamal was doing well in Chelsea's academy. He was doing so well that other clubs started to notice him. When he approached legal age to sign his first contract, several other big clubs approached him, including Bayern Munich, the giants from Jamal's home country, Germany. As the rain starts to drop on the sunshade we're under in his backyard, Jamal tells us about his decision to move back to Germany, to leave Chelsea and sign for Bayern Munich. Yeah, when I was 16 and I got the like offer from Bayern Munich was... Uh, it was a pretty tough, tough decision. I was very, very happy at Chelsea, and I had to take my time and think about uh, what to do. I feel like uh, Chelsea, they built up everything for me uh, to the player I am right now, and I was very happy there. And I just took my time to think, and I think it was the best decision for me and my family to move back to Germany. But. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling that a club like Bayern Munich approached me at such a at such a young age. So the two directors, uh, Neppe and Sali Hamicic, uh -huh. so they came to visit you, right? Yeah, we we had a 
had a talk with had a talk with Marco and and Prazzo. I say Prazzo. <laughs> and yeah, it was a it was a good talk. They laid out their plans for me, and I just loved the the whole idea they had and the their visions they had for me and everything that they said they they held their words. So it was a it was a good talk with them. So. For you, this is uh, business as usual, I guess. So, so you understand what happens in a meeting like that. But to someone who's never experienced that, like me, you know, so th- you have a meeting with those guys, and they paint you the picture of what they see, what kind of future they see for you at FC Bayern. So, is it like a, a PowerPoint presentation, or how? Do, what? What's the like, meaning? Uh, in the very first talk, it, it doesn't. You don't need to go into so much detail. If I have any any questions. Then I can I can say them, but uh, they just tell me what my steps would be if I decide to join Bayern Munich. So I'll start off by playing with the under 17s, get some game time there, build myself up, and then slowly go under 19s, 23s, and then here and there train with the first team, which which I did, and that's just their plan. And then their long-term goals for me to play regularly. For Bayern Munich and stuff, for like everything that they said, everything happened even quicker than uh, we were planning. But it was a, it was a good talk. I feel like couldn't have gone any better. And what's it like then? How do you discuss that with your family then, to make that decision? Yeah, so my family, everyone was uh, was there, and we just spoke about what 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 would be the best for me. Uh, if I would be happy to move to to Germany again and how everything would be it's it's something it's something new I'm going out of my comfort zone kind of new friends and new people I've known everyone in Chelsea the last eight years or something so it was something new I wouldn't be able to see them as much so I, I had to weigh in every everything I was I was so asked opinions from my my friends as well what they would think and yeah but it I took my time it was, <laughs> it was a difficult decision to make and then you're on a plane to Munich when you were on the plane where you're still thinking like am I making the right decision you know what kind of thoughts were going through your head yeah I mean you have those little doubts I think everyone has the that little voice in your back of the head is this the right decision but I I you can't listen to those voices. You already made your decision, so there's no looking back. No matter, it could be the worst time in my career, but it was my decision, so I can't look back with regret or anything. I just took on the moment and was excited for the challenge. You started out at the Bayern campus. Can you describe to someone who's who's never been there what life and training at the campus is like? Yeah, uh, life at the campus is is amazing. The facility is. Top notch. <laughs> you have uh, a pool, gym. You have you can you have so many activities you can do there. You have the where the Bayern team train, the basketball court. You have volleyball. It's literally everything is is an amazing place for for young players to to train and just be around. I think there's lots of activities to do because lots of people who are not from Munich would live there and. It's good for the for the people and the kids to communicate with each other. Miroslav Klose was one of your first coaches. What was your connection with him like, and what did you learn from him? Yeah, me and Miroslav Klose were very 
very close. He was my under-17 coach when I first came and I was with him for the first four or five months when I was playing for the under-17s. Yeah, you, you can learn a lot from a, a legend like him from the goal-scoring-wise and how he sees the game and I was just picking up all those details from, from him which could make my game better. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jamal moved to Bayern's campus and worked with legend Miroslav Klose in the academy. Things changed quickly for him. Within eight months, Jamal went from the under-17s to the under-19s to the reserves. And then, one day... He got a call from Hermann Gerland, who was the head of Bayern's academy. Gerland asked Jamal to join the first team for training the next day. Jamal couldn't believe it. Hermann, he, we call him Tiger here. <laughs> we, he, he called me and said that I will be training with the first team. I think it was before the Champions League game against Chelsea. It was around Christmas time there, that period, December. And yeah, I was, I think I was outside with, uh, we were just walking around and I got the, I got the call. I was, I was very nervous. I, <laughs> I went to bed extra, extra early, so I'm fit for, for training, but it was, it was tough to sleep. I was just, I was very nervous and excited for the, for the challenge. I set seven or eight alarms. I couldn't couldn't be late to the to the training session. I was I was nervous. Where I will sit, what shall I wear? I don't know what what because everyone goes with their own clothes. So I was I was kind of stressing what I can wear. I don't want to look too bad or too was aufmerksam. Too flashy. Yeah, too flashy or anything. I don't know. So I was just asking. So I came in a normal normal tracksuit and just waited in the change room. I think they had a meeting when I got there. And yeah, I was just waiting downstairs to train. So then you entered the dressing room and did you know immediately where to sit or what was that situation like? No, when I got into the changing room, I, I think I sat on uh, where Xerxes sits. I think that's the the safest, <laughs> it was the safest option. I saw Lewandowski's name, everyone's name. I made sure to avoid their place. Can't, <laughs> can't start any stress in the first training session. But yeah, it was, once we got out on the pitch, everything was, everything was cool. Yeah, what was the first training session like? Yeah, the first training session was, it was fun. Yeah, I just had a great feeling right from the start. They welcomed me right from the very first moment. 
And the, the manager then, Hansi Flick. I read somewhere that he nutmegged you the first training session. Yeah, Hansi, he, in the in the rondo, he, he joined in. And then uh, within the next two minutes, I got my first <laughs> panna in in the in the rondo. It was, it was, I mean, it's good. It's good. I hope he enjoyed the moment. <laughs> I think he enjoyed it a bit more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get your nickname, Bambi? Yeah, the, the nickname Bambi came from Leroy. I don't know. I think he was making fun of me or something. And then he <laughs> got the idea of Bambi. And then it just stuck, kind of. Then the other players kept calling me. And then, yeah, Leroy mentioned it, I think, on Twitter or something, Bambi. And now it's, <laughs> it's stuck. <laughs> Why did they call you that, you think? I don't know. I was pretty... Uh, Small and young, two legs, yeah. uh, skinny a bit. So yeah. I think it was a good comparison, actually. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so you're done with it now. Nah, nah. It can <laughs> it can stick. It but can stick. I go grow out of the name yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. So when you f were first training with the first team, uh, you couldn't drive yourself yet, right? How did you get to the training sessions? Yeah, the first year and a half that I was training with the first team my mum drove me most of the time yeah I couldn't I couldn't drive sometimes I get a lift from someone else but my mum drove me most of the time I had to rely on her yeah it's so interesting right that you were then playing in the first team and then you're still you were still so very young your your mom still drove you to the training session did you ever think like this is crazy what's going on right now Yeah, I mean, at some point, you just when you just uh, sit in your room or something and think about everything, it's, it's crazy how everything is and at what point I was. My mom's still driving me and everything, playing with the, with the first team players that you look up to for many years and that you, you watch on TV. It's just sometimes you have to take, take a moment to take that all in. I think it was in June 2020 when you made your debut against Freiburg, uh, if I'm not mistaken. What was it like for you then to make your debut for Bayern? Yeah, it was amazing. I, I felt it's a, a moment I was waiting for my whole life and it's what I prepare for to play first in football with those training sessions and long nights is for a moment like that. So I was pretty, pretty nervous to step on the pitch. I think we were up already a bit and I had five minutes or something to show a little bit of what I can do and I said I had a couple good scenes it was it was a good nothing nothing too crazy but yeah it was I couldn't ask for more did you have to most football clubs have the tradition that you have to sing a song for the rest of the team after you make your debut did you have to do that as well yeah I just went with the classic Bruno Bruno Mars song <laughs> I feel like you can't go wrong with that and Yeah, I feel like it's, it's nice to bond which, with the team. Which song was it? The Bruno Mars Billionaire. That's the one. Good, good song choice, I say. Yeah. <laughs> What was the response of the team? Yeah, it was pretty good. Everyone was laughing after I hit some vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was good. Everyone has to go through that moment, and they could they could see that I was very nervous to to be out there. When the time came to pick a national team, Jamal had a difficult choice to make. 
England's manager Gareth Southgate and Germany's manager Joachim Löw both approached him to convince him to choose their national sides. Nigeria was even an option because of Jamal's heritage from his father's side. Jamal took his time to make his decision and this is why he chose Germany. The decision between Germany and England was pretty tough. Yeah, I spoke with uh, both of both of them, with Gareth uh, Southgate and Jochen Löw, and yeah, it was a good talk. He told me what the plans would be and how we would go going forward, and yeah, it was it definitely helped my decision. I also spoke with lots of the Bayern players and what's their opinion on my situation and yeah it was just I had to take my time to make the decision as you said I could also play for Nigeria which also crossed my mind and I thought about it as well I mean you have to take every uh, scenario into consideration and yeah it was it was a tough decision I had good talks with both of them so it really just came down to to me and where I'd feel the most comfortable so yeah it wasn't easy but I decided then to go with Germany. Why did you pick Germany? Yeah, I picked Germany because I, f- I think uh, I felt comfortable, comfortable there. I spoke to the players and everything, and I just felt like I would feel the best playing for Germany. It was a tough decision to make because I've been playing at. England's youth level the, my whole time at the youth level and yeah it, was, it wasn't easy but I feel like it was the best for me, decision for me at the time. Jamal Musiala quickly became a regular in Germany's national team as well. The world got to see that during the 2022 World Cup in Qatar when Jamal was the star of the team. Germany struggled in Qatar and didn't make it out of the group stage which was a massive disappointment for them. But Jamal Musiala showed his skills and talent. The world got to see that he's the future. However, that kind of hype also comes with a lot of pressure. So I asked Jamal how he deals with that as a 19-year-old. So you're still very young. You're 19 years old and now you're a regular at FC Bayern. When I was 19 years old, I was doing nothing, you know, and no, nobody paid any attention to me apart from maybe my parents or something, right? So there was no pressure at all for me. So there's so much pressure on you at this age. How do you cope with the pressure? Yeah, I, it's not always easy. I feel like I have a good team around me which can take that pressure off me a bit. And I feel like once I'm on the pitch and what I've done so far, I've, I feel very comfortable on the pitch and it takes that pressure off, but there's going to be pressure with everything you do. I'm kind of used to that from the youths and everything, those important games and everything you always want to deliver. To be playing at such a young age for a big club like Bayern, it's not, it's not always easy. There's lots of pressure and expect, expectations on you, but I'd don't think about it too much now and I feel like uh, right now and everything I'm in, in a good flow and there's not as much pressure as it was at the start where I had to prove to everyone that I can play with these players. So you like basketball very much I can see by what you're wearing and the basketball court here so how would you describe your life outside football? 
yeah, I say my life outside football is very, very nice. I, I spend lots of time watching basketball. Uh, I play basketball as well. I get my siblings to come rebound for me sometimes. <laughs> and I force them to come play as well. They, I don't give them a choice. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, all fun. Sometimes I go out in the, in the city as well. And sometimes I play PlayStation as well with some of my friends uh, back in England. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah, what's the contact like now with your friends from England still? Yeah, I still have good contact with my close uh, close friends. One plays at Southampton, uh, one plays at Arsenal, and I'm still good with many people from Chelsea. And when I go back, I always go and see them. I play basketball with a couple of them as well. In in England, we always play five on five or something. That's I practice so I can go there and show them what I can do as well. And yeah, but I'm still good with my close friends there. What are your qualities as a basketball player? Ah, I'd say I'm more of a uh, a point guard. I also kind of like a catch and shoot. So if I would play a proper NBA game, I'd probably just stand in the corner and shoot. But other than that, I can't really do. I'm too small to do anything. If I was taller, maybe maybe I could <laughs> play season or something. <laughs> Are there any other, you know, you really like NBA, you were watching a game just now, right before we did this interview, and you were playing some basketball. Are there other things you like outside football? Yeah, probably basketball is the biggest hobby, apart from football. Planning to start golfing at some point, but <laughs> I haven't gotten to that yet. Why do you want to golf? I don't know, some of my friends, they like golfing, and I just, if they want to go golfing or something I have to know how to golf at least and I, I mean it's fun it's a little hobby as well you can just shoot a little bit do some stuff I, I don't know anything about golf so I can't really tell you but I feel it feels like a nice a nice hobby so how would you describe your your character when you're not playing football I'd say pretty chilled kind of it's just two different lives when you're on the pitch and when you're off the pitch there's different personalities that you have to show when you're on the pitch or and when you're off the pitch and I feel like when I'm on the pitch I have more of an aggressive personality because that's what you need to win that, that hunger and when, when I'm off the pitch it's just everything comes back down where you just recover and chill. I don't like to do too much usually after trainings or something I usually just chill uh, chill at home and play PlayStation, lay down. Uh, usually, I'm just really cool and chill. But when I'm when I'm out, uh, I don't go out often. But when I'm out, then I'll be a bit more, a bit more active. But usually, 90% of the time, I just I'm a chill guy. I'd say. When when you go out, you say you're a bit more active. You know, what's that like? What's it like to go out with you? Oh, yeah, by active I mean just a bit more. When I'm at home, I just lay down and do anything. Just a bit more. Uh, if I go out, just engage a little bit more. Are you a dancer? And, oh, um, I can't dance. That's, <laughs> that's not. That's, that's that's not for me. Uh, I'm, I'm usually the guy just chilling in in the corner, but. Dancing, that's not me. I'm not, I don't like the, 
the attention and stuff when someone starts dancing or something. <laughs> Is there something else, you know, maybe politics, I don't know, history, something else you're interested in outside football? No, nothing about politics. <laughs> uh, but uh, I always uh, liked uh, drawing, kind of, when, when I was younger. I did art in school for a while. And it was always something that I kind of liked. I don't, I don't draw often anymore, but I like kind of just that time if you just draw or do something. I like also if, if I wasn't going to be a footballer, my best, my plan would have been to be an architect. That's, I think that's where I would have the most fun, like doing stuff like that. Very cool. What's your favorite design building? Design building? I don't know. I tried to do like my own versions, kind of. When I was trying to sketch, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I would also watch some videos from like houses in America and stuff, these amazing houses, and just to get some ideas. But uh, I like these modern, modern type houses, but also with the exotic look, kind of. So one day you'll maybe get to design your own house then? Maybe if I have the time I can catch up on, on that, but yeah. Cool. So now you're still at the early stages of your career. Let's say in 20 years or so, when it's all said and done, right? When your career as a professional football player is over. How do you want to be remembered by that time? Yeah, just hopefully I've had a very uh, long career. I just I hope to be con consistent through, through the years that I play and to when I look back that I couldn't have done more to be the player I was and make sure that that short time in, in your career that I've done everything possible to achieve everything that I would have achieved at that time. All right, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much for the interview. Should I take the mic out? Play some basketball. After the podcast, we shot some more hoops and then it was time to go. Jamal Musiala is a very chill guy. He seems to be very level-headed. Not much seems to face him, even though he's still so young. If Jamal keeps doing what he's doing, I'm sure he'll become one of the best to ever do it. I can't wait to see where his career will take him. Thank you for listening to this podcast and on to the next story in the 433 app.